going on? I am Headphone Joe. Brennan's laughing. I'm going to clean up those mistakes and post the problem of having oh, two different kidding? computer systems. Um, because you got to have systems and players oh, fancy. in the right Two system. different computer systems? Okay, um, Mr. Editor Man. So, you're listening to Cheers from the Perfect Box. I'm Headphone Joe. I'm here with my co-host, as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif. Coming yes. to you live. Uh, coming to you live and recorded. Uh, so, we're going to get right into it. Final Four, Fallout, everything. It's all done. It's all settled. The dust is clear. The NBA, we're in the final stretch. About four games, three games, depending on the team. Two games, depending on the team. Last week here. And also, I'm adding this late to the, because I don't know how I forgot about this, but the MLB season started. So do a quick oh, little come over round to my side. Up. Quick little forgot. Yeah, I completely forgot. Uh, even though I've been paying attention, I'm in my fantasy league, and I just got a text from my group chat, and I was like, oh, I probably should talk about the start of the yeah. season. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll just touch on a couple of things there. But without any further ado. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Ah, uh, Brennan. Yes. We haven't even discussed what we're going to talk about first. And I think we should talk about the worst game first and save the best for last. All the right. men's final concluded on Wednesday. Um, well, actually, we have the final four. Let's start with the final four. Final four, FAU Owls versus, end versus San Diego. State Aztecs and the Miami Hurricanes against UConn. We both had skid in the game. Yeah, um, my team went down in a in a in a gasper air. We kept trying to claw our way back, but UConn and that seven two kid Klingon and Sunoco, they were just too much for us. Hawkins, they were just bludgeoning us to death. Um, so we kind of. We were in it until we weren't, and then we never were. We kept trying, yeah. got it, I think it's close as eight or seven, but then they just ballooned it back up. But your game. Well, well just real quick on the Miami thing. That's one of those games where if you watch it, you go and you know anything about basketball or just sports, you're like, oh, they're they're in this. But the thing I hate about that is the casual fan looks at the final score and they go, oh, Miami never had a chance. It's like, no, mm-hmm. like if you watch the game, like we were in it, like we were right there until, like you said, until you weren't. But it's not like the game was like out of hand the whole time. No, it was never out. of. It, at times it was out of hand. It ballooned yeah. up to like a 20 point lead, but they chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, got it down to about like 12 or eight. But it never felt like we could never really make the yeah. comeback. Yeah, we can really make the comeback. Because every time we felt like we were, layups were being missed because of the defensive presence they had in the middle. They just, they're just guys were just long and bigger than ours. And we couldn't finish at the rim. And our shot-making ability wasn't there the way we'd want it. Um, but, I mean, a great season overall. Final four appearance. You're not going to hear me complain about that. A school that... Again, a program that was dormant for a while. You bring Jim Laranega after his James Mad- George Mason run. Um, revives the program. Happen, Jim uh, 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 elite eight appearance one year, final four appearance the next. So, yeah, it, the future is bright for the team and the school in general. So, Well, you said uh, you're not going to complain about it. I'm going to complain a lot about my FAU Owls going against San Diego State University. Uh 
I'm very proud to be a Florida Atlantic alum. That was awesome to make it to the Final Four. A lot of people said we had no business being there. I know PTI talked about it. You know, this is a weird ragtag group of teams in the Final Four. Uh, the thing that I'm frustrated with is we were leading that entire game. That game was ours. Uh, at one point, we were up like 18. And I was like, oh, to quote uh, Mighty Ducks, it's over, baby. And then... I remember I was at work and I kept getting in trouble because I kept stopping everything to watch the game. And then I came home and rewatched the highlights. And I remember the bartender turns to me and he goes, hey, man, they're going on a run. And I look at the score and I go, we're still up by six. And he goes, yeah, but San Diego State's on a run. And this was late in the fourth. And I was like, mm. oh, There's no, no. Fourth. or late in the second half. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I meant? Late towards the, the end proverbial the fourth. Yeah, yeah. So it's late in the second half. And I was like. What do you mean? And he goes, oh, yeah, they went on like they've gone on like a 14 2 run. Yeah. And again, at the time, we're still up by like eight. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll like, we'll see what happens. And then I go to do some stuff with my tables. And then I come back and 17 seconds left. We're up by one. And I was like, here we go. And literally the best part about the whole thing is my mom called me to congratulate me. So I have a voicemail where there's 10 seconds left in the game. And my mom was like, FAU's going to the national championship. Oh, my God. This is so. Oh, wait, wait. No, no. I literally have that voicemail from my mother going, how did they lose this game? Um, which is exactly how I felt. I saved it because that's the best thing ever. I might put that up somewhere. But uh, I need that. <laughs> I was so upset. Uh, just the way it ended to lose on a last second shot, 0.8 seconds left, bank it in, win by one. Like, mm -hmm. ah, it was heartbreaking because we it had that. It was our game to lose. Yeah, it, it was it was insane to watch uh, it slowly drift away. I think at one point I said uh, aloud. I, I love when I say something aloud and then the announcers immediately yeah. uh, confirm what I just said. I just said that. <laughs> it, it's great when you have a girlfriend she looks at you and she's like you should do this for a living yeah <laughs> um i said geez they have i was like geez they haven't scored in like eight minutes the announcer i think jim nance is like it's been 6 15 since the last time the owls scored i'm like i'm like you make we need a shot guys i was like just a shot to get the Anything, flow yeah. and everything back getting back in the groove but they got stagnant san diego state made a run um and yeah that last shot it just uh, shout out to the coach. Uh, shout out to the coach for San Diego State, who he uh, was self-deprecating in the post-game interview, but he said he didn't call a timeout because he didn't have any more plays to go to. But I felt like um, that is usually the NBA model is not to call a timeout there. And the college, Ryan Dutcher. Ryan Dutcher. Um, Brian. I said Ryan. Brian uh -huh. B. Oh, Brian. Okay. I was like, I said Brian, damn it. <laughs> um, Coach Dutch. Like, usually the uh, college model is stop, let's map out everything, da, 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 let's beat this into the ground. And not calling a timeout there was strategically advantageous because FAU has to scramble to get into mm -hmm. their set, figure out what to do on the fly. Whereas as the ball handler, whatever your decision is going to be, you're already pre gonna make that decision going into it, and you're just playing the game at that point so you have the defense on their heels versus allowing them to set up regroup and 
pick out the man they want to get and get in their favorable sets. You, you got them on their heels and uh, ended up working to their advantage because they got a good shot off. Um, well, to that point, I saw 17 seconds left and, and we were up and I was like, oh, this is going to take like 10 minutes because yeah. it's men's college basketball. <laughs> and I walked away and then literally within 20 seconds, I hear everyone at the bar go like, ah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that didn't sound like a because there was a bunch <laughs> of obviously it's New York City. So there's a bunch of people from Florida and South Florida up in this area or people who have family in that area. So a lot of people were rooting for FAU. So when I heard the oh, I was like, oh, that didn't sound like a happy yell. That sounded like an agonizing groan. Yeah. I ran over to the bar and I was like, no. Yeah, I was about to say. And then um, a puzzling, a puzzling decision uh, as outsider looking in. But. 15, I believe his name was Martin. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Martin was having a fantastic game for uh, FAU and had an insane second half where I think he scored like 17 points in the second half. And he didn't take the final shot for them. They gave it to John L. Davis, um, who had been their leading scorer throughout the tournament. Elijah so I, Martin, number Elijah 15. Martin. Um, so, yeah, uh, John L. Davis had been – leading the team scoring throughout the tournament. I think it was a dance with dance with the hand that got you here versus riding the hot hand in the moment. Um, I think uh, Coach Dustin May will look back on that and question that decision-making. Um, but the good thing is you guys only had one senior on the team. Like, if not for if the transfer portal, I don't know why they would jump in it uh, with the season they just had. Yeah, that um, wouldn't make any sense. It's not like they're a bunch of good players on a team that underperformed. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot, uh, but a lot of people, that's the other thing with mid-majors now. You can use it as a stepping stone, get that platform, and then go on to be a yeah. star somewhere else, potentially. But um, I don't see that really happening with this team because if you did it once, you probably are likely to have a shot to do it again. I mean, Conference USA – you have another shot to do what you did in the regulars in the conference season. So, um, but then we got one of the most mediocre uh, championship games. Oh yeah, we did, didn't even talk about the. Cha- did you yeah. watch the championship game? No, at all? I watched like five minutes of it and I just turned it off. Like yeah, after watching is- UConn through the the tournament, I was like, oh, this is over. <laughs> I like this is about to be a bloodletting, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it effectively was. UConn ended up winning. Uh, it got close towards the end. Which is like, like ten minutes left. Uh, San Diego State did make a run to get it, get it within like five or six points. It was like fifty to fifty-eight or something like that, or fifty-three to fifty-eight, and then San Diego State ended with fifty-nine points, and uh, the Huskies went on to grand total it out to seventy-six. So. Another big win for them. Another 15-plus point win. Miami, by the way, gave them their closest game with 13 points. uh, Margin of victory. Um, And the Huskies, I said it last week. I'm mad I edited out the clip now because it's everybody's talking point. Um, But I said last week, I was like, UConn is a blue blood that's not respected as a blue blood. And now everybody's looking at, now everybody's pulling up the numbers and everything. Five national championships now in the last 25 years. Jim Calhoun, three. Kevin Ollie, one. And now uh, Danny Hurley. I forgot one. about the Kevin Ollie one. Kevin, everybody forgets about the Kevin Ollie. Shabazz Napier, when he told you, we're not eating out here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, 
they don't get the respect they deserve in the men's game. I don't know why. Uh, it was funny. Uh, I was watching PTI, and Kornheiser said, yeah, the teams we think in the Big East are Syracuse and Georgetown. I'm like, am I not mistaken? Wasn't UConn in the Big East? No, 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 no. That's not it. I was like, am I not mistaken? I think Syracuse has won. Yeah. <laughs> With Carmelo Anthony. That's the one. <laughs> I think Georgetown has won. If I, really? I'd have to look it up. But I think they have won. The Patrick Ewan won. Like, why are the why are those teams the team of note in the Big East? I understand they had the personalities; they were more dominant year round. But since the twenty first century, man, UConn has been UConn has not skipped a beat. So, yeah, uh, I'm trying to find it here. I think Georgetown has won. Uh, if we go back, yeah, so they made it to the national championship game like three out of the four years. I'm assuming this is when Ewing was there, 82. Yeah. Um, lost to Nova. Lost to UNLV. They lost to Carolina, and then okay. they didn't get it there the next year. Then the year after that, they beat Houston. Then the okay. year after that, they lost to Villanova. Okay. Yeah, so they made it to three national championship games in four years and only won one of them. And they'd never won any other no, championship. going down and yeah. now. They never even made it back to the national championship after that. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't understand why those two teams, again, I understand legacy programs and everything, but they haven't actually won. Like, after Calhoun's second, he has more than yeah. he has more than uh, Georgetown and Syracuse. After his third, he has more than both of them combined. So I'm like, why are those the staples of the Big East in your mind? TK oh, kind of threw me off. But. They won a lot of Big East Conference championships. That's probably yeah. I was say they were a dominant team for a long time, but yeah, because I'm looking at that stat now, and again, it hasn't been obviously for a while. But it hasn't uh, been probably since like 2010, maybe 2008. So and get this, in 2020 to 21, they won the Big East Conference. 2020 uh, to 21, that's the conference tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's when Pat saved his job. Went by yeah, they won the conference tournament. tournament. I'm talking regular season, if anything, because I don't even want to hear conference tournament stats because that's Uh, all. 2012, last one. 2012, okay. John Thomas the third. Thompson. Thompson. I'm sorry, I was misreading it because they're doing work outside my building, and these guys just no excuses, bro. No excuses. I'm on the 25th floor. It's weird (laughs) when you see people like over. No days off, Breton. No excuses. All right, let's move we get on. on this. Oh, we were talking about UConn. Yeah, UConn. All right, we're going to move on. To what actually matters, Brennan, we had a slobber knocker in the other draw here. Yeah, um, before, can we talk about how South Carolina lost? Uh, uh, Brennan, I'm I just sorry. Talked, I just talked about FAU in Miami for like five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, I was going to get into the the whole scope of things. Well, the other right. game was way better. I thought we were going to jump right into that. It was, but, you know, didn't want to discredit. Uh, LSU went on to win the national championship. But before that, they played Virginia Tech in a heartbreaker for our dear listener, Kyle. You shout out, Kyle. Um, you shout out, Kyle Loader. Virginia Tech had been leading most of the way. The 
I'm sad I missed this game. I was actually at a movie. I tried to time it out to go to an earlier movie. Uh, I tried to hit a four o'clock, so I'll be home by seven. But then timing didn't work out with me and the ladies' work schedule. So we ended up going at seven. The game was at seven. I didn't want to do it. But if there was one of the two games I was going to miss, it was going to be this one. Cause didn't I you just tell me no days off, no excuses? You literally just said that. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so. Virginia Tech put up a hell of an effort. Um, if Georgia Moore, A. Moore, uh, had a couple more of her threes land, I think the, obviously the game would have been a lot different. She was 4-15 from three. A lot of threes. She was 4-17 from the field that game. Um, but Angel Reese stepped up. She had 24-12. Uh, Alexis Morris, 27 points. She They were... They were they were pretty dang phenomenal. Um, and then in the nightcap, Brennan, we had Iowa, South Carolina, a game that was so, so close for South Carolina to win. Alas, they did not. Some would say this was a foreshadowing of the national championship game because I saw some of the worst refereeing yeah. I've ever seen uh, in this game. There was bad refereeing throughout both tournaments, by the way. I just want to say that. But, and I don't want to say, like, uh, you have to play favoritism for the stars, but you're giving people ticky-tack fouls, and now we have Aaliyah Boston, like, the heart and soul of South Carolina, on the bench for most of the first half. It's like you're taking something away from the fan experience at that point. But Caitlin Clark went on to have a 41-point game eight times. She was a lights out. Every time South Carolina got close, she <laughs> she hit something big to keep them at bay. Um, Zaya Cook had a couple late turnovers. I don't think that was the deciding factor, but obviously you don't want that to happen. Um, and that kind of swung the game. That ended up being a, some of the deciding factors as the game was getting close and to the wire. Uh, and that was how Iowa moved on to the national championship game, Brian. A national championship that was electric. It was very good. A national championship that, again, the refs tried to ruin, but Almost, it gave you yeah. everything Almost you did. wanted, except, in my case, wanting Kim Mulkey to lose. Not the players. I love the players. The best players. National championship worthy players. Did you try to do a Trump right there? <laughs> I was doing the cadence. I was not going to love the players. Do the voice. Best players. But um, tremendous. Some would say. <laughs> some would say I would say. Uh, but I'm not a huge fan of the coach, and I've uh, went on about that. But again, the refs interjected themselves in the game. Angel Reese is in early foul trouble. Caitlin Clark is in early foul trouble. You had two players on Iowa get fouled out. You had a terrible tech on Caitlin Clark. You did not have a tech on Kim Mulkey, who had to be kept at bay by a ref at one point. Literally, a ref was holding her back yeah. at one point because she was being a little too... Uh, uh, she was participating in too much of the histrionics. Um, Kim Mulkey has never seen a, a coach's box that will contain her because she was damn near in the Iowa huddle 
at times in this game. She was so far down the court. It was like you had six people on the floor playing defense. Uh, <laughs> between her and her suit, they made a whole new player. Um, but with all that said, this game was just great. It had everything you wanted. It had it had a team. It had the player versus the team. Caitlin Clark, her players around her stepped up largely. But there's something about that national championship uh, rising up to the moment thing. <clears throat> LSU was a 19% shooting team from three this season. They shot 64% That's from nice. three in this game. There's, there was a lot of stuff, too. Like, Iowa just was too slow, like, on the I, switches and stuff. Like, they weren't even trying to help. They just stood. They stood because, again, you they don't can't shoot. think yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah, have yeah. to commit to a 19 like, shoot shooting team. What was that game? There was like, it was the uh, South Carolina game. She was yeah, just she's like, like, go shoot ahead, it. shoot go it. Ahead, I don't care. <laughs> That but, always sucks when you do something like that and then the team starts making it and then you're like, uh-oh. I got to start playing them. Um, but uh, Jasmine Carson, who was in the lineup, who ended up being in the lineup because Andrew Reese was in the foul trouble, in that first half, she was five for five from three. That's nuts. Jasmine Carson, prior to that game, had made 11 total points in the tournament. She ended this game with 22 points. And she went five for five from three? Five for five from three. Flage Johnson, who you're going to hear a lot about. Wait, my math might be a little off, but isn't five times five 25? From three. Yeah. So it's oh, three sorry. times five. <laughs> God, concussions, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I? <laughs> I don't know what happened to you there, buddy. <laughs> You said 22, and I was like, wait, isn't that 25? Oh, man. She had like two other field goals, but five, five. Okay. Um, <laughs> Flage Johnson, who you'll be hearing about for the next four years. I don't think she comes under the uh, the uh, COVID extra season. So uh, for the next four years, you'll be hearing about Flage Johnson a whole lot. Um, multi-talented person, a rapper, and a national champion basketball player. Um, she gave you 10 points. Uh, Angel Reese, double-double, even despite the foul trouble, uh, 15 and 10. Uh, Alexis Morris, who, to me, didn't get enough of the props because she was she's kind of the guard that makes everything click. 21 points, uh, big down the stretch, just hitting shots to keep Iowa at bay um, as they tried their darndest to make a comeback. <clears throat> At every moment they tried to make a comeback, uh, LSU had an answer. Um, LSU played the perfect game. Um, I was going to say, before <laughs> before uh, all the dissension and everything that happened on Twitter and whatnot, I was going to compare this game, actually, to um, Glory Road. For other reasons, just like a team that just rose to the moment, but then, you know, it becomes a racial thing. Um, It was a good movie. It was a very good movie. I like that movie a lot. I'm a national champion, mom. But yeah, LSU just played above and beyond. Uh, I assume we have to talk about it a little bit. Brennan, what what were your feelings on uh, 
the quote-unquote taunting and lack of sportsmanship and a couple of things caitlin clark talks more shit than anybody in the women's yeah she does i'm not i'm fine with angel reese going at her second thing i've watched sports and participated in sports my entire life why why since when why are we doing this whole like not even the Jill Biden thing, the uh, but just this whole like everyone's talking about Iowa, like they lost. Like it was a good game, yeah. Maybe any other circumstance you win, but you lost. Like who gives? Like what are we doing? I'm, I don't know, because then a part of me goes, well, is it a racial thing because Caitlin Clark and all this kind of stuff? But then I'm like, no, like most heroes in sports, that's not a thing. Like. Tyre Woods, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Like, you don't think about it. So I'm just so confused. Is it because Caitlin Clark, like, people are comparing her to the next Steph Curry, and maybe that's why she's getting all this attention? But I'm blown away at the fact that they lost. And more people are... T- I've heard more people talking about Iowa and Caitlin Clark and the loss than Angel Reese and the whole LSU team that won. Like, I'm yeah. confused about that. Um, I think there's a lot of factors, but you want the long answer or the short answer, as Clint sh- Yates would say? The short one, I guess. Slavery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Clinton Yates. Shout out to Clinton Yates. Uh, but no. Um, was that really his? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very funny. And it, I think he <laughs> also a- revealed the long answer was also slavery. Um, <laughs> but like, but, it, I, I understand where he's coming from on that. It's just it's confusing because it's like and most others like you don't. No, I was going to say, uh, but actually, but Mike Jones made a very great point. Um, about this, about why Iowa and why Caitlin Clark brought a lot of people probably who weren't watching um, to this game and to their TV sets. Was, so college, women's college basketball particularly has a hard, has a rigidness and like traditional medias have a rigidness to focus on more than one person at a time when they're promoting like throughout the season. So once Clay, Caitlin Clark rose to prominence she became the focal point it's hey come watch this person instead of come watch these teams or come watch these collection of players it's hey we have a star here come on in and so i think people came for caitlin clark and then they saw and then they got lsu and then they were confused um and then you had people who just made complete asses of themselves as in dave portnoy uh, and Keith Oberman, who immediately who called Angel Reese a classless bitch and a piece of shit. Um, yeah, those were two actual tweets sent out by two grown men about a college age girl. <laughs> college I don't, age see, and woman. That's the, that's the thing that um, frustrates me is talking shit is a part of it and if you it's a part of it i said this in the chargers jags game when uh the son the son the junior what what is his name the corner for the Chargers. oh avante samuels yeah asante samuels asante samuel jr talking so much shit during that first half of that game and then we come back and you better fucking believe i tweeted at him i was like (laughs) hey what's up now what's up now with warm up the bus what's up now like that's just a part of sports so it's like i was uh, 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 if you're it's walking very, around going, you can't see me, and then you lose, yeah. you better fucking believe I'm going to go, you can't see me. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, it's, um, it's so weird how... And then the Jill Biden thing. The Jill Biden thing, I'll, I'll just talk on that a little bit. I think 
Now, some people are making a great point. I don't think she would have actually extended that offer to LSU if Iowa wins the game. There's no way she would have. I don't think she does. But I think in a, I think she that one may. Comes down to slavery. That no, one. I think, <laughs> I that think one. she may because if you read her statement, um, she was saying it was a great game. It was a, it was a moment. You know, it was a big thing where all these people came and saw and all the I think she wanted to celebrate because she kind of tied it into title nine and everything yeah. no, I not think kinda. that was, was her whole point yeah so I think she was more like hey let's celebrate women basketball this big event. you don't think that was a cover though you don't think she I just don't did think that as a so cover? I don't think so I don't okay. I don't think she's I don't think you're she's looking about that kind of stuff I appreciate I, that. I don't think she's looking at the court be like Oh, uh, but I wanted all the white girls to win. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's where she was in her head. I think she was in the stadium and like this is a oh my gosh, this is a packed out uh NBA arena to watch these women. This is a insane moment. Let's gather momentum with these same people, the same faces, and bring them all and celebrate them all. And it's 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 a it's a very old uh uh optimistic way of looking at things and you yeah. take it to Twitter and everybody's like, yeah, nah, <laughs> we're not having it. <laughs> I immediately tweeted. I was like, I understand the feeling wrong time, <laughs> yeah. not, not wrong times time. because of how the discord immediately went as well. After the game, it was like, yeah, you're just adding shit, right? Don't. Yeah. No, that's how I, read I was it. like, I was you like, need oh, an why? advisor. Optics here is very bad. Bad. Optics. I was like, how is and nobody around you getting out before this statement was put out? Like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're, we're yeah. not. You cannot say this. Doesn't somebody run her Twitter? Like she said this at live at like a, a, a oh, speech okay. or something. She was yeah. doing some type of talk later that you know, day Joe or the was next day. Barely there was like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, oh. Joe's back in D.C. Like, God damn it. <laughs> he was like, come on. We got Trump getting arrested in a couple of days. Like, we got good things going on. You're going to mess this up for all of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to say real quick. I Nobody loves Caitlin Clark more than I do. Uh, I think oh, why is that? Phenomenal. <laughs> Slavery. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I like her swag. And I like the fact that she can drop 40 in a game. Um but this is the thing. If you don't want the other team to talk shit. Oh, sorry. That's what I was going to say before you even finish oh, that yeah. statement. I was going to say, we're in a very weird time. And we've put, because the adults don't know how to act, we've put these women in very precarious situations where if you if you watch it, any any real hooper knows, as uh, Tony Collati would say from the Levitar show, any real hooper knows when you see Angel Reese, quote unquote, taunting her, Caitlin eats it, doesn't yeah. react, doesn't do anything. And everybody who has played basketball or done anything competitive in their life, when people started running to defend Caitlin Clark, their immediate response and my immediate response was, yo, look at that. She ate that. She gets the game. She understands. Mm -hmm. Yo, if I'm going to do it, people are going to do it to me. Obviously, like you win, you get to celebrate however you want to celebrate. And then she went and did an interview with ESPN outside the lines. And she said, yeah, no, like I ain't got no problem with Angel Reese. Angel Reese is a great player. And when you dish it out, you got to kind of take it. So that's just the rules of the game. Um, but I say what I say, putting these kids in precarious situations, I'm still going to talk to them like they're kids. I don't care how old they are. They're younger than me at this point. And all these kids are kids. 
Um, I'm an old man. Get off my lawn. Get off. Our- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we've pitted these women against each other, this young white woman against this young black woman. And this young white woman has to tell the adults like, yo, y'all are tripping. Let that There's, girl live the way like she that. wants yeah. to live. And it just reminded me of when Paige Beckers won the ES, the SB, uh in 20, I think it was like 2020, maybe. She won the SB, and she has to say like, hey, like, I know this is great and I'm doing my thing, but like there's a lot of black players in the WNBA and around college basketball who are doing like amazing like me or more than me. And we shouldn't just look at me because I'm the white representation. I'm your next paraphrasing. She was like, you guys have pitted me as the next white hope. Like there's other women out here that should be celebrated just as much as me as not or if not more than me. So I I commend both of them. I Paige Beckers is a player that I've watched uh when she's healthy and she's spectacular. She Who does she play be, for now? Uh she's a UConn still. She was injured this year. She didn't get to oh, play. Okay. She hurt herself before the season started. But um wow, she's yeah, very pretty. Two kids that seem to be raised right and um they understand the magnitude of the situation and the gravity of the situation. And this is why the kids are our future. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too, is I think, um, I mean, you, you kind of touched on it. Not kind of, you did touch on it. I think it's the adults that want to, that want to pit this black versus white, like this whole thing. And I think like with Angel and Caitlin, they're like, we're just fucking playing ball. Like what the fuck are you guys talking? We're just about? hooping. We're just, out, yeah, here we're hooping. just out here hooping. As KD would say, we're just. I was about to say, and the unfair life. thing, and the unfair thing for Angel is she can't just enjoy the moment. She has to deal yeah. with all just the backlash and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it's like we can't just be hooper. It, it, I was about to say it's oftentimes where the black player has to immediately defend themselves. Um, and then the white player has it comes and is allowed to be an ally. Uh, <laughs> being an ally is a little easier than having to be the person to defend yourself. Um, but both of them have handled the entire situation. I mean, a lot better than fucking the head of Barstool. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> and Keith Olbermann. Like, geez, you used to be you used to be six o'clock sports center. Damn, Patrick, well, you've fallen from grace, my guy. And then his apology was so fucking trash. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't watch basketball at all. Pro, college, men's, women. Then it's like, why are you fucking responding then? You don't know this. He was like, I didn't know Caitlin does it too. I'm so sorry. I was unaware. It's wow. Like, shut the was... fuck up. See, that's the thing that's... <laughs> That's frustrating because it's like, oh, then that's clearly just a racial thing. Yeah, like, you just wanted to say something. Yeah. God, like, you don't have to comment on everything. We don't. All your thoughts aren't important. No, that's all your problem. opinions. It's the problem with social media gave everybody a voice. Needed. If you wanted a voice, you have to use you, you used to have to set up a fucking basically radio station in your apartment and you would have to find a fucking RSS feed and you would have to put your thing out there. But nowadays, everyone could just tweet it. But 9.9 million viewers, 12.6 peak. Um, I don't know if the men's number have come out, but if you can, if you can gauge that game, I was say if you can gauge social interaction alone, we're still talking about 
the women's game online and the men's game went off with a whisper. If I can it was Jim Nance's last <laughs> last men's MV, uh, final, last men's final four, whatever for CBS yeah, lab broadcasting, done. and I don't think anybody saw that one shining moment. No, if I, I can call my very good friend Alfred Morris. That game is poo poo. All right, all right, Brendan, poo poo. We got some sponsors to take care of. It's on me, isn't it? It's on you. Yeah, I was hoping you already pulled it up. Uh, I was doing too much research. I'm sorry, folks. I was doing all the research trying to figure out the stuff that Joe was trying to talk about. All right. To play like a pro, you need to train like a pro. This is your only chance to train your game with some of the best players on the planet, including Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, and many more. Pro class. Pro class is packed with hundreds of drills, workouts, and breakdowns, all specifically designed to skyrocket your skills like never before. With over 20 signature training systems, you'll craft your shooting, handles, scoring, and athleticism just like all-stars and future Hall of Famers. And with our special code, you can claim 50% discount right now before it's too late. That's right, 50% discount. So check out the show notes or the pinned tweet on Twitter. Get instant access and join Pro Class right now. I am so good at that. Read. You're so good at that. Read. It's not even funny. <clears throat> Brennan, speaking of so good, as I as a story I broke in the first segment, um, the NBA is coming to a close. Yes, we are in the home stretch. We're in the final days. So, as every show has done. All year, this is only our third time bringing it up, and the first time was just a pre, pre, uh, pre outlook. Second time brought it up was mid season. It's time to close it out with a week left. Brennan, who is your MVP? All right, so this is frustrating only because of the fact that it's, I, I shouldn't overthink it. I shouldn't overthink it. Let me add this. Let me add this. The league has now implemented uh, for the new CBA. To be eligible for these postseason awards, you have to play a minimum of 65 games. Yes. So I just wanted to throw that in there because all three of the top candidates have played or will play, I believe, 65 games. Go ahead. Yeah, they will by the time this uh, airs. Uh, So I think it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's the best player on the best team. It's the most obvious. I really thought it was going to be Joel because he needed to win one. Everyone was thinking about winning one. And as much as we say it's a it's a regular season award, it really comes down to like the last like two months of the season, it feels like. But Giannis know, right? is the best player on the best team. Uh Joker was out for a little while because of injury and then came back and didn't look so great, uh, especially against the Houston Rockets. So Jeez. I think that really Unbelievable hurt his chances. Loss. Dude, that was they needed that game. We too. beat the Warriors the night before and then lose to the fucking And they needed that and game. And everybody's there. You didn't lose. You got boat raced. Everybody was there. Well, Jamal got hurt early, but everybody was basically there. Um, Yeah, so it's it's. I think it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's the best player on the best team. That's it. That's the MVP. That is the MVP. All right. What do you think? The MVP is Nikola Jokic, but (laughs) the person who will win MVP. And the person who is the best player in the league and deserves it is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. The best player, best team. Uh, 
his scoring average is right up there with Joel Embiid. This is the most he scored. He scored more this season in both the seasons he won the MVP. He's out rebounding Joel. He's out assisting Joel. He's slightly more efficient than Joel. And the thing that you can give Joel over Jokic, which is defense, you cannot say that for over Joel Giannis. over Giannis. If not comparable, may, one may be slightly better than the other, but it's not a gulf. And yeah. like you said, one of them plays for the number one team in the other's conference. Giannis is number one in the East. Joel currently sits at the number three position. Uh, Brennan, you want to know the crazy thing about this? What? Giannis Antetokounmpo, who I believe is one of the best players playing right now. Two MVPs. A finals MVP. An NBA championship. Brennan, you know how old he is? 27? 28 years of age. God, I was so close. Yeah, he's young. Not even 30. A year younger than your boy. His birthday, I'm just finding out this. Only a few days after your boy. Really? Yeah. I'm December 1st. He's December 6th. So, because of that, Sagittarius life. Because that's how I make my decisions. If you see the <laughs> if you see the clips on the Anulo Network, at Anulo Pods on TikTok. Pods with the S. I'm going with my Sagittarius brother, Giannis Atenecumbo. I think it would have been uh, Joel Embiid if Giannis didn't bury him this past week. So I'm going Giannis. Did and Joel tried. He dropped 52 last night, but Giannis buried them. Yeah, and the head to head, it was just like, oh, obviously it's Giannis. He's just destroyed him. I think I want to say Milwaukee owns the head to head this season. Yep. Think. Don't quote me on that. They beat them the first game. I think it's two and two. The second game. Two and two. I think. Lost them the third game, won the fourth game. Yeah, so it's two and two. Oh, I did that backwards. But still two and two. Still two and two. two but I did it backwards. ESPN, why do you start from they the most recent it, game yeah. at the top? Threw me off. I was like, wait, why am I in November now? <laughs> Speaking of most recent game. Speaking of most recent game, Brennan. Yep. The Lakers. They don't stop. They haven't stopped. They keep nope. on winning. Seven out of the last eight. Seven out of the last eight. Four straight here down the stretch. Brennan, what are your thoughts on the Lakers? Uh, it's interesting because in the Pacific standings, they're still last. But, I mean, obviously the NBA doesn't go by division like the NFL does. It just goes by best team. Uh, what did we say? What did we say weeks ago? What did More importantly, what did you say? I what said, I, 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 said I said the Lakers might not even make it into the play-in game. And you go, no, they'll definitely make the play-in game. They might actually skip ahead. And that's when I re- uh, responded with, if they go on a fucking run and make it to like all the way up to like six or seven, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit all of it. And guess what? They're at seven on a big old winning streak. Anthony Davis, who at one point was, an MVP candidate and he's playing out of his mind. Like if he's good, if he's on the floor and he's playing, but the problem is he's not always on the floor. And then LeBron, you know, got back from Germany and he's playing great. Whoa. 
What's happening there? What happened there? A little, little blood blood switcheroo. Whoa, uh, what's going on there? What's the old, as here? we call it, the old Kobe Bryant. What's going uh, on here? Ugh. A little infusion. But, uh, see Frankenstein? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on, Mary Shelley? Uh, so, um, yeah, they're... I don't, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I want nothing to do with the Lakers. I think we talk about them too much, but... They're going to make it in. And then watch. It's going to be Lakers-Sacramento. Yeah. Watch. 3-6. Uh, uh, Tim Donaghy is going to come back and coach. Uh, referee. Ref that game. 3-6. <laughs> watch. It's going to be it. Light the fucking beam. Knock them out of the playoffs, Sacramento. Damn. Damn. Brent. Big noise. Big noise. They have a they have a big game today against, uh, against the Clippers for basically for that six, six spot. Yep. Um, to, to not play in the play in. I know we've kind of touched on it, but a lot of other places haven't. Clippers quietly like quietly just around. been consistent. Just hanging around. around. After All Star break, Kawhi. I don't know if he's missed a game. If so, not a lot. So Paul George got hurt though. Dallas Mavericks don't know out of the playoffs. When he'd Can be ba- Brennan, settle down. Do you not see the next topic? Oh, sorry. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Gotta do a show here. I looked at the standings because of the Lakers thing, and then I started seeing Brennan. Yes. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty. Again, a story I broke at the top of the show. We're in the final home stretch here. Last handful of games. So tell me who you have. Tell me what the order is going to be. Uh, tell me who's going to be in the playing in the East. Okay. And tell me who's going to be in the playing in the West. All right, so playing in the East and playing in the... We're just doing the plan. Just doing the plan. All right, cool. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm going to start with the West first because that's way more fucked up than the East. Excuse me. That's way more messed up than the East. So right now in the West, I have in the play-in game the Clippers, the Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Pelicans. Um, I think the Lakers are going to win the head-to-head and knock the Clippers down into the seven seed. So I think it'll be... Clippers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Oklahoma City. I think Dallas is out, and I think Utah is out. They had a great run. Well, not Dallas. Dallas fell apart, but Utah had a great run considering they traded away all their main players. Now in the East, ooh, this is a little trickier. So in the East, I'm going to say, well, it's not, I mean, it's, it is what it is. All the other teams are eliminated. So it's going to be Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. Unless Miami can sneak into that sixth seed, only down half a game to Brooklyn. But yeah, it's either going to be Brooklyn or Miami. But I I have it the way it's the way it is now. Uh Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. Okay. In the East, I have uh I have it being Brooklyn, Atlanta, okay. Toronto, Chicago. Um in that case. Miami slips order. out. I think Miami finds their wiggles their way out of there because it's going to be Hemi Butler time. Um, last Butler. couple of games, Jimmy Buckets, baby, the playoffs. Um, that dude can will his way in the anything. West. I want to say it, but I can't say it because I don't believe it anymore. Now that Andrew Wiggins is coming back, um, I I think I have it. You were going to oh, try and knock out my Golden State Warriors. I wanted to. I wanted to throw them in the goddamn sewer where they belong. Um, <laughs> look, somebody who's been knocked out of the postseason a few times by the Golden State Warriors, I have no 
No love lost. No, no love lost there. No favor. Not a lot of favorable things to say. Um, sorry, I'm just remembering when we were a three seed and they were a six seed and they knocked us out of the postseason before Stefan. No, that was the year before they won, but that was the year it was like, these guys might be on to something. <laughs> the Splash Brother thing might work out. Yeah. Um. So, sorry. I'm going Clippers. I'm going Pels. I'm going T-Wolves. I'm going Thunder. I don't think the Dallas got it. Dallas don't got it. I, I've tried to convince myself that Dallas would make it in. But, God, they what just. What a letdown. They just look inept defensively. Like, OKC needs to obviously win a game here um, in order to keep themselves afloat. But for some reason, at this point, at this stage of the game, I believe in OKC getting a win before I believe in the Mavs getting a win. The Mavs just can't figure it out. I think they do have the more favorable of schedules. But, damn it, I don't know what that means when you lose two games to the Hornets in in a week. Three days, yeah. Like, so I, I... I don't know what's wrong with this team. I don't know the faults in this team. I mean, I know the faults in this team. It's all on the defensive end, but offensively, they are a lot. They are a handful to deal with between Kyrie and Luka. They've both been playing extremely well, but it's just not translating. It's nope. just not enough there. So, yeah, I, I got Dallas, Dallas on the outside. They've already talked about, you know, once if, if and when they are eliminated, they're going to shut Luka down. Uh, and go for that, go for a top pick in the draft. Yeah, but I mean, there's only three games left. Like, what? Look, I mean, but right now they're only a half game out. They have the Kings next, who the Kings have had their number like all year. But, but like, you shut it down and go for the top pick, what, lose two games like Sacramento or yeah, not Sacramento? Just like, take a dive, nose dive on those two games. San Antonio's already in Houston, already like have secured the top spot. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're not gonna get the top spot, but oh, okay. just, I mean, still take, still get a better pick. But well, they well. they close it out with Sacramento, Chicago, who's been playing out of their mind late here, and San Antonio is their final game. Um, so if it comes down to their final game, they definitely have a shot. Yeah, uh, Chicago is sixes out of their last four. Uh, with a loss last night. I think it was seven of three prior to that. OKC's final closeout games are the Jazz and Memphis. Jazz, very winnable game for them. Memphis, depending on if everything is uh, solidified at the top of the table, Memphis may be sitting out there, guys. All the Nuggets need to do is win a game. <laughs> for fuck's sakes, a game. Um, but yeah, we have, God damn it. We have Phoenix again. <laughs> the last time we played them, we were just like, we're just going to sit everybody. There ain't no reason to do this. <laughs> yeah. We'll just see you guys in the postseason. Especially with KD coming in there. Um, and then we have Utah on Saturday before a back-to-back. So if we win that Utah game, if we win that Utah game on Saturday, Memphis maybe sits there, guys, um, for Sunday and OKC. They win that game, you know. We'll see though. I mean, I I said last week there's no way the talents of Luca and Kyrie could be left out of the playoffs. Uh, 
they're going to be a sub 500 team that's set in stone now with that's the insane. 42nd loss. Um, they have a losing record since getting together, the two of them, which is insane. But I don't think, I, I mean, come on. what What's the playing really about? I love them. Shea Gilders, Alexander, Josh Giddy, and the, the, the Jalen Williamses, or Luka and Kyrie fighting for their playoff lives. I mean, yeah, that's on. what it's about, man. What are, what are we here to watch, guys? What are we? I'm here to see these guys fight for the playoff line. Yeah. I'm trying to see if Luka can revert back into staring at Devin Booker, Luka. Like, just saying. It's moments we live for. Moments we die for. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Play every game like it's their last. I'm just, you know, just saying. I'm talking about practice. Not the game. Not the game. Talking about practice. We're talking about practice. You'll be surprised how quick. And- quick! Name it hits. Quick hit. Wait for you to finish the line there, man. <laughs> well, we got a quick. We got a quick hits, man. We're All right. Quick 55. Hits. We're at 55. We're at 55. All right. The Masters are coming up, Brennan. Are you taking? Who are you taking versus the field? Who are you taking from the field? How do you feel about the live guys wearing their live shirts? Oh, I, I think the live shirts are lame. I'm taking Tiger. No, I'm just kidding. How, was, uh, how you feel about Tiger? How you feel Tiger about is going to be in this Masters. I hope he makes the cut. I think he will make the cut. Should John, Rory finally finish it out? I was going to say John Rahm and Rory McIlroy. I'm taking over the field. Um, Did Jordan Spieth turn back the hands of time and finally yeah, at, at 33, shake can the he, demons? Yeah. Um, DeChambeau is old news now. Mickelson yeah. is making his return, but that's almost just like a uh, that's a very uh, nostalgic kind of a thing. Can um, Brooksy uh, manhandle the course? Caps, 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 I love how we're just who's from by the by West Palm Beach. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scotty Scheffler, he's uh. He's in business out here. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. I'm excited to see Tiger. I want to see McElroy. I've been watching that golf show on Netflix. It's got me hooked on McElroy. McElroy. Um, I got to say, man, I like Rory. I've liked Rory in the past. Him being the cape for him, him caping up for the PGA has been annoying. Kind of a sellout. Annoying. Like everything he hated about what they were doing, now the PGA is doing it. He just has to eat it. It's like this yeah. is why you don't defend people you don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know these people. Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, the sanctity of the game. This is how we've always played. This is how it is." Like played. we should have match play. What well, come on? Yeah. We do that then, once a year. Or the PGA the changed fucking, all the rules, and, he and they're like, like "Yo, all right, right, so we're gonna give y'all a little more money. We're gonna do this." And, and it's like he's just standing there, like, "Fuck y'all, had me go out there for, man." Yeah, <laughs> how did I defend you? So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna Tiger go Woods. with Will Zalatoris. Oh, Zally? Gonna go with Will Zalatoris. It's always a rando. I know Zalatoris is not a complete rando. No, he's won um, one. Or he's won a major, I mean. I was, he's won a major. I was I don't think he won that. But um it goes to a, a slight rando. I, I don't he's obviously he's not a full rando, but uh full rando. That's the name of Joe's next album, Full Randos. <laughs> but uh, I think I think he has it. I think he gets it. Did I pick a name out of a hat? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? You can't prove that. <laughs> can't prove that. He tied for six last year, though. 
So yeah, it's not he's not a bad pick. Just throwing it out there. Throwing that out there. All right, let's move it on. All right, Brennan. Yes. The NHL season also come to a close here. We're in the home stretch. Most teams have played. Huh? Are you guys in the playoffs? We we talk about that in a little bit after I finish my setup. (laughs) Uh, Most teams have played 77 to 78 games. So a grand total of about four to five games left, depending. Uh, The Florida Panthers currently sit in the seventh spot. One seed behind Brennan's uh, Keaton-ass Tampa Bay Lightning. That have um, clinched the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning that have clinched their playoff berth. Oh, have they? Yep. Uh, they probably cheated to do it. Um, wow. The Florida Panthers currently sit ahead of uh, the Islanders and the Penguins, who we have been uh, dancing with back and forth. We've won our four last four straight, um, including a win uh, last night against the Buffalo Sabres, a 2-1 victory in regulation. Um, yeah, I... I I'm not gonna have any faith into this team until I actually see them start playing consistently good hockey. Four wins, yeah, it's been that's been good, but uh, it's kind of late in the season. It's for been that. a grind. Those four wins were a grind. Like there's like an OT win, overtime win in there, a four-one, a two-three. Like none of these are pre. And I mean, last year we had a lot of pre wins, and you know we didn't do anything in the postseason. But at least I had fun on the ride. All right. I had fun going yeah. into it. I'll say that. This one is. Winning that President's Cup. Did you guys win that last year? Yeah, we won the President's Cup. That's what I thought. But um, I'm excited yeah. to knock Boston out. Let's go. Bring on the Bruins. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything for your lightning to just so that they're already clinched? They're ready yeah, we already clinched. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the sixth seed. Uh, very excited for the playoffs to start. Because everyone knows hockey is the one sport where it doesn't matter until the playoffs get going. And this is also something I wanted to mention. The two worst teams in the NHL both have over 20 wins, both over 23 wins. So you got to love that about hockey, that even if your team is garbage, you're like, "Eh, at least I'm going to be able to celebrate like 20 something times this season. I don't know if you I mean, depending on when those wins came, I don't know if you're celebrating them all. Yeah, that's true. But (laughs) it's just one of those. You get win number 20 after loss 60. You're kind of like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even in the NBA, like the worst teams in the NBA are normally around like what? Like they're around 22, I guess. So I guess it's just football where it's like, God, if you have a shitty. Yeah, team, exactly. Like it's games. a short season. So yeah. you may get a game or two. Um. All right. So the footy. Brennan. Heartbreaking. Depressing. Upsetting. <sighs> what words do you want to use? Mitrov out. Mitrov? Mitro. Um, sobering. A sobering feeling. I call him Alex. I call him Alexander. Because we're boys. Uh, a sobering, sobering uh, feeling. Um, we were going into a stretch where it felt like we should win a handful of the games that were coming up. Um, we had we Bournemouth. A- we had West. We got West Ham coming up. We got Everton. We got Leeds. We got Austin Villa. Most of those teams, most of those teams sit in the uh, 13 or worse. Bournemouth was at that time, I believe, 19th. 19th mm. team. Fighting off relegation. Fighting off relegation. And you know what? They staved. They staved. Uh, a a one-goal lead that could have been a two-goal lead. It's so crucial. Austinville is the only team above the 10th spot. I'm like, Austinville is, I think, better. Um, 
It's so crucial to get that second goal and pounce and seize when you have the opportunity. But we got one goal from um, Pereira very early. Uh, we were in control that entire first half. Couldn't get that second goal. Jedi almost got that second goal, but ricocheted off the top bar and uh, over. And then you give up two goals on the other side of it to Bournemouth, and you take a 2-1 loss. Compounded with then the news that uh, Mitro is going to get an eight-game ban, one game served, that Bournemouth game served. He's going to get an eight-game ban based on uh, the actions that took place in the FA Cup game against Man United. Uh, Marco Silva is going to be our, our, our manager, is going to be sidelined for two games. He can't be on the touchline. Uh, heavy fines doled out. The team is currently appealing all these decisions, but um, it's not a good feeling going into the the, the final stretch here. Uh, no. Eight games point. pretty much takes us to the end of the season, damn near. <laughs> uh, it'll be he'll be back for like game thirty five or game thirty six with uh two or three more games left in the season. Um, yeah. You hope, you hope we can get another win. I think if we get another win, then I feel very good about this season. But something that has not been said on this podcast, uh, but has been talked about on Fulhamish, the podcast I do listen to. Um, I thought you were going to say the podcast I do. I was like, when did you start another one? No, 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 no. no. I cannot do another one. Um, there was once a team who had a spectacular run from relegation to premiership and had a glorious first half of the season. Blackburn, Blackburn, Blackburn Rovers. In the second half of the season, they had an utter collapse to the point where... Don't tell me they got relegated again. They got relegated. What? This first half of the season has been picture perfect. The first three quarters of the season was great. Even la- like before two weeks ago, we had we didn't have a loss in the fucking table thing. Gotta gotta hold off for dear life here. I know. It was at one point win win draw win win, and I was like, bet let's go. And then it was win win draw win loss. Then win win draw loss loss. And then I, just slowly but surely, now it's like loss loss draw loss loss. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, it's uh, gotta hold on. Gotta hold on. Gotta hold on. All right. Uh, in the MLS, Miami, Inner Miami has uh, sold us a false bill of goods. Start of the season was so hot, so great. Two wins back to back. Bang, bang. We thought, you know, we're going to be off to the races. We're a big team now. We've done the thing. 1-0 loss for Cincinnati, four straight losses, uh, number 10 in the table right now, hoping like hell to get Lionel Messi, hoping like hell to get Lionel Messi in the summertime uh, when the transfer window opens back up. Um, yeah, that's the only thing we're rooting for at this point in this season. Maybe that's he gets here. the only thing we got going on. <laughs> Maybe he can get here, help turn things around. Wait, quick question. Uh, so do they have to – Does the MLS, even though it's a completely different body, have to go through the transfer portal like the same as so League, the same as like La Liga and all that. So the thing is, we're you're 
you're um, beholden to the windows. So oh, whenever you're beholden those to the rules of the league that that player's in, and so you have to go yeah, by those windows. Okay, you're going it. by those windows. So got when it, the it. summertime window, end of season windows are the end of season windows, so players can come over which would be mid-season for us, but end of their actual season, or say January, which would never happen, a player could come over. We've seen players from the MLS leave in the January transfer window and go yeah. over there. Um, but yeah, so you're beholden to that. But the good thing is his deal with PSG is done, so he is a free agent. He is able to walk with no transfer fee having to be paid. Because um, if a fee would have to have been paid, then there's no way we could have gotten. Yeah, because it would have been like twenty million dollars or something. <laughs> no, but like a hundred million dollars. <laughs> what? Um, maybe He's not anymore. Up. Maybe he just want a World Cup, buddy. Uh, maybe seventy or fifty. Argentina upwards of fifty Cup. million dollars. Argentina um, won a World Cup. Not he had like two goals Messi. in that. I know he did. <laughs> this is an argument. <laughs> Believe it or not, a lot of. Um, Bangladeshi uh, people I work with are actually Argentina fans, which I don't know how that math checks out. Uh, but um, this is an argument I constantly kept getting in with them because mm-hmm. I was I kept saying it was uh, God. I can't believe it. Who's the talk about recency bias? Who's the French guy that we love? Oh, Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, Mbappe. And they were like, <laughs> "No, it's Messi." And I was like, "No, it's Mbappe." Uh, yeah, so I'm very aware how well he played. It's just but, um, he's forty. He's not forty. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo's older than him. I don't think he's 39. He's like 35 or 36, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna get IT on it. Keep going. Yeah, get on that. But um, yeah. So we're we're still in the runnings. Uh, PSG. It, so it looked like uh, and some of your online reporters would Ooh. have said, <laughs> well, 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I think it's 35, 36. Not that. Um, he's literally a year older than me. I can still keep playing. Yeah, I guess you could. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, online people, quote unquote, who were reputable kept saying, no, it's a PSG done deal. He's not going anywhere else. He's staying at PSG. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. But the more they thou shall protest too much. Uh, is that how it goes? Thou shall yep. not protest too much. Sorry. Thou shall not have protest too much. Thou uh, do protest too much um, because they kept saying that. And he kept not signing the contract. The contract kept not being signed. They kept saying it's a done deal. If it's a done deal, why wouldn't he just put the name on the dotted line? Um, Mike Ryan of the Levitar Show kept saying that Inter-Miami is in the game and they are at the table. And it's a big deal because he'd have ownership stake in the team. Um, Adidas, his his sponsor, and the MLS uh, league sponsor would have a hand in helping supplement some of his salary um, and the value of the team. He'd see his stock dividends rise once the team moves Just by from, being on the team. Well, no, from by being on the team, one. But also, they're still playing in Fort Lauderdale at Lockhart Stadium, for, uh, formerly Lockhart Stadium, um, and they're building a new stadium in Miami. So the value of the team goes up once they actually are in Miami as well. So it'll be yeah. better to get in before the value rises or it's going to be diminishing returns if you do it the other way so that's how stock works oh yeah yeah yeah. that's why i got out of all of it before the crash um can't believe you people tried to get me in on crypto 
uh, try to tell me to stay diamond hands, you white sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what do you mean, you people? But you made that very clear. Uh, but yeah, so it, now it's looking like uh, Inter Miami or uh, Barcelona, his team of his youth, the team he played for for decades on end. Barcelona. Um, but the thing with Barcelona is no one knows how they'd pay for it because the reason, again, he's at PSG is because Barcelona is cash poor. They're selling everything they can just to make payroll as is. It's a whole lot of funny money. You could effectively call them FTX. Uh, oh. No one knows how they're paying for any of this at this point. So it looks very good for Inter Miami. We just need complete confirmation. Um PSG just got bounced from the Champions League. Uh, so another sign of maybe he's going to move on because the reason you stay is to keep playing Champions League. The reason you hold off on your decision is that. And I definitely think we're going to see him walk this summer. Uh, and I'm hoping he walks into a nice, nice pink jersey. All right, Brett. Yeah. We completely forgot about LLB. Yeah. So let's get the fuck out of here. Since we were already on an hour. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Let's talk about that lady basketball. Uh, The MLB season has been uh, very fantastic. I would say that uh, the game times have... Slashed in half with the with the time clock with the pitch yeah, the clock. Yeah, the new rules. That's a good idea. Um, I was about to say my guy uh, Sandy Alcantara uh, pitched a shutout complete game yesterday. Brain, you know, I don't know how long that lasted. Two hours fifteen. Two hours exactly. Love it. Fucking a love baseball it. game in two hours. Un- favorite thing. Heard of. Um. Yeah, games have dropped by a, an average of like 26. twenty-five. So yeah, twenty-five, twenty-six minutes. It's it's how have we been not been doing this already? the whole time? I heard an interview with Theo Epstein. It's a great, great <laughs> oh interview. Shout out Ryan Rosillo, uh, the Ringer Podcast Network. All right, Joe, where can we find you? You can find me on. Hey, hey, hey I'm running the show. Where can we find you? Uh, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. One man show. Oh, big news. The one man show uh, is coming out for Patreon only. It'll be released Patreon only May 31st. It's also the anniversary of my sobriety date. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Huge shout out to Joe Doraville for editing the whole thing. Um, and what are you going to say? Oh, is it your fifth year anniversary of sobriety? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Five years. Uh, and then, uh, X Drinking Buddy is my other podcast. I have guests on and we talk about their best and worst drinking, drug party, and getting in trouble stories. Just Google X Drinking Buddy and you'll find it. Joe. What are you fidgeting with down there? My like folding paper? Oh, okay. I was like, you one of these people who like get into folding paper and just have to fold it 10,000 ways? No, I uh, do do that. It's an anxiety thing, but this is my mm-hmm. Fitbit. I'm trying to switch out to get the right band on it because I don't like these bands. They're All right. You can find me on Twitter and so Instagram jacked. at Joe Dorville. You can find this show on Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on a new low network at a new That's who does a pod. We did purple rain this weekend. Boy, purple I implore you to go watch that film. It is, it is a mess that you can't take your eyes off of. And it's beautiful all at the same time. 
Um, and then don't forget to check out the big show, A New Low. Uh, we'll be recording that live on Twitch every Wednesday night, um, 9.30 Eastern. 8.30 Pacific. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's not right. right. <laughs> 6.30, 6.30, 6.30 Pacific. Pacific. I was like, that is not right. Um, uh, go ahead and check out my website, joedorba.com. Again, check us out on all social medias. Ready? let's get us out of here so you can do yeah. whatever you got to do. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. You shout out Angel Reese and Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. Not the game. Somebody make that the new outro. We're talking about practice. That was perfectly fun outro.